0: Discussing Movie podcast every week on this show we discuss a movie and then one of us suggests the next movie for us to watch and discuss. All the movies are available from the major streaming services so that you can participate with us. I'm your host Dale Maxfield. I am joined this week by Aaron Caldwell. Hello. Alicia Walker. Hello. Christine Deacon. Hello. Josh Dean. Hi there. Nathan McKinney. Hello. And Zach Roland. Hey! And today's uh, episode is on the movie Tragedy Girls. It was suggested by Aaron. but first we'll talk about what we've been watching lately. Uh, Alicia, let's start with you. What have you been watching lately?
1: Well, I've been pretty busy. I haven't as much time as I would usually like to watch stuff. I've been trying to keep up with a couple of weekly things. My Top Chef, my... Uh, new episodes that have been dropping of uh, *Handmaid's Tale*. I've been watching some of that of the new season. Um, movie wise, we we did a rewatch after quite a few years of *Desperado* with Antonio Banderas and Selma Hayek, which mm-hmm. is always a good time, in my opinion. And uh, then uh, we had also watched uh, a little bit earlier a movie that we had bought. Uh, Warner Brother Archives had like a big sale a few weeks back, and we're all back ordered on what everybody wanted because it was a great sale and uh, I got a Jack Lemmon movie I had not seen which is not something I say very often because I feel like I've seen a lot of the catalog but uh, it was something called Prisoner of Second Avenue and it was with him and Anne Bancroft and it w- it's a Neil Simon play that they made into a movie and from what I gathered it maybe was a pretty good play that was just an okay movie but not one of his more famous works I didn't had never heard of it before. But it was, you know, if you like a good, frantic Jack Lemon who's obsessive and loud and just spurts off at any moment, which a lot of his his finer performances do, then then you would enjoy it. It's pretty good. It's, it wasn't an Anne Bancroft I was kind of familiar with. It's definitely, you don't watch that and think either Miracle Worker or The Graduate. So, you know, it showed some range, I guess, and that it was something that was a totally different um acting gig for her and uh it was interesting but i wouldn't say it's a huge recommendation beyond just oh there's a jack lemon movie i don't know about let's watch that so that that's kind of the big thing i watched that was new
0: nathan how about you what have you been watching lately
2: um so i've been watching more more and more old movies uh i have a a three of them here Two out of three had racially questionable things in them.
1: And he, let me just mention, he does literally have them here. Like yeah, they it are helps me remember right names here. and
2: things because people ask and I'm like, I can't come up with names. Um, so the first here, since she picked it up, was uh, a lovely film called After the Fox, which is a pretty basic ripoff of like the Panther movies and, and uh, that sort of thing. It's about, it's with Peter Sellers. Uh, he is in Italy. And he is in prison in Italy because he's Italian and did bad things. Um, And he's not actually Italian. If you've never met Peter Sellers, he's not. Uh, But anyways, he decides to break out of prison so that he can keep his sister from getting into Hollywood and decides to take an opportunity to create a fake movie using his sister's talents anyways and use that to help... um, Get some gold smuggled. So that was fun. Uh, second one is John Crier and some guy named Daniel Roebuck. I don't know if anybody's familiar with that fella. Uh, in the classic, dudes. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That's it, dudes.
2: Dudes. It is a <laughs> punk rock meets <sighs> western. Uh, John John Crier. John Crier. He's the lead punk. Um, they They. yeah okay I'm just gonna leave it at that it was fine there was some dudes. some bad Native American references going on in that one and then the last which I think is probably the best is uh, Tony Richardson's The Entertainer it's his first movie I had never seen it before it stars uh, Lawrence Oliver and Lawrence Olivier, oh, Lawrence Olivier I am told <laughs> yeah. and uh, other people so very good. Highly recommended. Right on. Christine, how about you?
4: Okay, so I'm glad all of you are here to hear this because uh, last week I decided to watch Picnic and Hanging Rock. Whoa!
0: <laughs> just to find out what all the fuss was about. Why?
4: Yes. Did you subject she yourself to such horror? It. She, she, had she wasn't references.
0: here for the references.
5: Yes, uh, exactly. Don't.
4: Exactly. Just listen to the
5: podcast. You, it's worth you it. beautiful <laughs> creature.
4: Yes. Yes, <laughs> I did. I I enjoyed it. <laughs> it was.
5: Aaron is losing it right now. For those who can't see, kids, they can't see anything, Aaron is I, bouncing off the walls with excitement.
4: I enjoyed it. I like little character studies that go just st- like stay with the characters like that. So I enjoyed the film. Okay, guys. So,
0: so you're it's good. into okay. like. Still photos.
4: <laughs> yes, <laughs> How I am. Dare
1: you?
5: There's one shot that just goes on for
0: six no, minutes. No,
1: wait a minute. Their girls are brushing their hair. It's
0: a, it's a deep character study. Not for a sure. still photo. <laughs> so many characters.
1: And what,
2: what were you partaking of when that happened?
4: I wasn't partaking of anything. <laughs> right, so. clean and sober.
2: Clean and sober. Yes. All right. Well, sober. vindicated, I guess, Aaron. <laughs> 100%. Until we judge this one.
4: <laughs> oh. <laughs> mm-hmm.
6: Aww, that's no, fair. Now.
2: Or y'all are going to hate Mr. Roberts. No. <laughs> Anything else?
4: <laughs> and I also, uh, I hadn't seen The Lost Boys, so I, brought, I watched that one, too. So. Right. Yeah,
0: I brought that good. up on Friday. That's a good one. Because um, I was trying yeah. to guess the ending of a movie we were watching on Joe Bob, and I asked her if it had a Lost Boys-esque twist in it, and she didn't know what that meant. So. So she took that one out. And it turns out it didn't, but but I didn't ruin that for her.
4: (laughs) Yeah, but I had seen the movie we were watching and he hadn't. So That's true. Zach, how
5: about you? Yeah, a couple of things. No movies, just a couple of shows. Um, Bad Batch uh, started on Disney Plus uh, through the Star Wars uh, saga stuff. Um, the first episode was just incredible. Uh, I mean, definitely emotional had me to that moment where, you know, it's like, am I really about to cry on a, at a Star Wars cartoon? Well, I've already done that because the last season of Clone Wars was ugh, so just amazing. Yeah. Um, so that was great. And then they released the second episode almost immediately, like after, uh, cause that came out on May 4th. And then I think the second episode came out on the weekend. So a couple episodes in loving it. It's a great show. Um, really love the stuff that Dave Filoni does, uh, especially with, uh, clone Wars era stuff. Um, it just makes the prequels better. And I, they're not, but like they, it, his, his stuff makes the prequels watchable at least, which is like, it's good. um, I uh, I could go on forever about Star Wars. I won't. Um, the other thing is uh, Jupiter's Legacy mm-hmm. on Netflix, which is the superhero show. Um, it's like their version of The Boys, essentially, or Justice League. It's kind of a mix of both, in my opinion. Um, it's good so far. I have a couple episodes in and I'm enjoying it. Of course, that's my cup of tea. Uh, I love superhero stuff and things like that. So just, you know, more superhero stories being told. And um, yeah, if anybody's into that kind of stuff, I, I definitely say check that out. Cool, Josh. How about you? Um,
3: well, I kept watching. Uh, Why are you like this? The the comedy show on Netflix. I would still recommend it if you like horrible people doing funny things to each other. Um, it's a <laughs> it's a good funny show. Um, on Christine's recommendation, I watched White Oleander. Have you guys? Yeah, seen that. Yeah, really good movie. I uh, I had missed it, I guess, the first time around, but Michelle Pfeiffer gives a heck of a performance in it. Um, but, uh, yeah, a really good flick there. And then um, watched a horror movie called The Deeper You Dig, um, which I had heard good things about, and it starts really strong, and then it kind of peters out towards the end, uh, gets a little metaphysical, and... Uh, not as funny, or not as uh, horrifying. Um, a little <laughs> bit funny. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, it was not a recommendation for me, but...
0: Gotcha. Well, um, I'm going to quickly just mention that, yes, I'm five years late, but um, Hannah and I are finally watching The Crown, um, which everyone universally thinks is great. Um, we agree. it's It's great. It's good to finally, like, Actually, see it, and you had me.
6: I haven't. You seen had it. me on the edge of my seat there.
0: But uh, the main thing I wanted to talk about um, was something I wanted to recommend, uh, which was a, a true crime documentary that I watched called "A Wilderness of Error." Uh, it's possible some of you have seen this before, but it was on a list of the true crime docs that you haven't binged yet. Uh, so I went through that, and I'd seen most of them. But this one I hadn't, <laughs> uh, and it's fantastic. Uh, it's on Hulu. Um,
1: What's it called again, Dale?
0: A Wilderness of Error. Hmm. Um, it's based on a book by Errol Morris, and he's in uh, the documentary. Um, he, he's like a talking head part of it. Um, but it's about a, uh, a case against... A man who uh, is suspected of killing his wife and children um, at his home on an army base, and he maintains his innocence. Um, he says he was—they were attacked by um, three men and a woman that came into his house. Um, what's really compelling about the documentary is it's five episodes. They're an hour each. It's a real hour. It's not a 45 minute hour esque thing. Uh, but throughout the first half hour of every episode, it flips your decision about whether he's innocent or guilty. So they keep giving you new information that keeps changing your mind back and forth and back and forth and, uh, I found it really compelling and really interesting. Um, It's, it's one of the better true crime documentaries out there. And I feel like it deserved a special mention, um, even though it's not, you know, uh, five hours isn't an assignment I would give for, you know, our normal uh, recommendations and that kind of thing. But uh, definitely for your own, you know, pleasure watching, I would, I would recommend it. Aaron, uh, what have you been watching lately?
6: Uh, so lately I have also been uh, watching retro movies, um, sp- spanning quite a bit of time. Uh, there was a sale recently for Kino Lorber, which is a company that does like just random old movies. Yeah. I haven't... Had a chance. Um, <clears throat> one of which was the SOS Titanic, which was a 1977 TV movie.
0: I think I've seen uh, that. Sorry,
6: 1979. It has uh, Cloris Leachman. Yeah, I have seen that. Uh, as one of the stars. She plays Molly Brown. Um, it has a very young Helen Mirren as a stewardess.
0: Yeah, I want to say I it's like... <laughs> Sort of like um what's the what's the movie where uh, the ship goes down and everyone's trying to escape? Adventure. Yeah oh, it's like mm-hmm. something that was made like in the wake of that <laughs> to try and kind of cash in on the same sort of premise, if I remember correctly.
6: It definitely shows a, a lot more on the Carpathia, uh, which was the the ship that came the to rescue, rescue ship. those yeah. who survived. Um, pretty pretty solid movie. You know, it was was on TV in '79. If you get a chance to watch it, definitely do. If you like the Titanic, that is. Um, also watched Needful Things, which was a '90s Stephen King adaptation, yeah. uh, starring Max von Sydow. Fantastic, just great movie. Uh, and I watched The Phantom of the Opera, the 1925 version, with Lon Chaney. One of my favorite movies of all time. Like, it's, it's a silent movie, obviously, but if you, if you get a chance to watch it, watch it. It is great. Okay. And that's, that's pretty much it.
0: Well, Aaron suggested a movie this week. We all watched it. It was called Tragedy Girls. Um, show of hands, who has seen this movie before? Okay, interesting. Okay, so just Aaron has seen it. Um, it's new for everybody else. Um, Alicia, let's start with you. What did you think of Tragedy Girls?
1: Um, I, I thought there were some good things in it. I don't think it kept my attention the whole time. Um, stuff I liked about it, I liked right off the bat. It playing with the you know kind of a slasher genre thing and within the first five minutes the tables get turned i thought that was great um and the girls catch the serial killer um i thought the serial killer that they captured which i can't remember the nickname they had for him in the town but but i thought we'd see him a lot more than we did and and maybe it was a good thing we didn't but i kind of was like i want more serial killer in this mix you know so when he when he broke away and escaped i kind of liked stuff getting a little crazier Um, some things that, the things I liked the most, uh, I liked Sadie's hair and figuring out what style it was going to be in next time. I really enjoyed that. Uh, I also liked, um, all the background references to the missing pets. Uh-huh. I think that was one of my favorite things was, you know, oh, have you seen our cat? And you see like the little signs lost dog and everything up and this and that and people just muttering about it throughout the movie. I think that was actually one of my favorite parts of the movie It was just a super understated background killing of all the people, which they say right up front at the very beginning of the movie that that's what's been going on. And then you just hear all these comments. Um, I-, I-, I didn't. I didn't dislike it. I I enjoyed it. I mean, I I like it. wasn't predictable. I didn't predict where it was gonna go. I I was glad it didn't turn out that that Sadie changed and you know went off to college with her boyfriend and all that stuff. That would have been you know too predictable. So I like that it went crazy. But I don't. I think I just a, as crazy as they weren't. They you know I didn't want to watch them like um, Walter White. You know what I mean? It wasn't the bad guy I was rooting for. I was just kind of like eh. I'm not really rooting for these girls. I'm not really against these girls. I'm kind of lukewarm to see what they do, but they're not exciting me enough that I'm, I'm fascinated and riveted by them. But I like a lot of the different things they did. And uh, I like that they kind of took things a different way and and had this dark comedy with the slasher movie. That was really fun.
0: Okay. Josh, how about you?
3: Yeah. um, I would mostly agree with Alicia there. Um, I, thought it was a little like Heathers, except there was no Winona Ryder character per se, so it was hard for me to get into the headspace of these two girls. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, we've picked a lot of movies lately with two homicidal teenage girls. That's I'd just like to point. point that out. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was... Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Um, I don't know how quickly I'll rewatch watch it. Um, Craig Robinson... Uh, unlike Beverly Loughlin that didn't float my boat, his appearance in this uh, really cracked me up. Um, and I, I was very happy to see him uh, just as Big Al for whatever two days they had him to film his uh, cameo. Or yeah, I wrote down that it was um, a
0: mistake to mess with him.
3: Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: And now when he just pops up out of the crowd, we were like, it's Greg Robinson. Like we got so excited <laughs> to see him.
3: Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I had no idea he was in this movie at all. He uh, he produced it. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. And his
2: death yeah. was definitely the most entertaining.
1: Oh, yeah, that's true.
3: Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah, cleaving the top of the head off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there were some creative deaths in it, I thought. Um, uh, Meg Ryan's son did a good job, I thought. He he was the closest thing to a sympathetic character um, in the movie. Yeah. Um, but he did. He looked way too old to be a high school kid. I know they said he he was held back a year, but he was held back several years. I think. <laughs> he I think early. that was kind <laughs> of a super super
1: <laughs> senior. You're right.
3: Yeah. yeah, just yeah, hanging a lampshade on it a little bit. But um, yeah, uh, overall fun. I don't know. Yeah the the lack of an arc of the characters um, was fine with me. Um, The big reveal, the big twist that they killed his mom didn't shock me at all. I think I saw that coming very far away. Um, But, um, yeah, uh, I would recommend at least one watch of it if people like horror movies and killer teenage girls. Right on. (laughs) (laughs) Zach, how about you?
5: I had very similar feelings as I did with uh, Violet and Daisy. Is that yeah. right? Is that the other one we watched? Yeah. I mean, it started out, and I was like, "All right, fun, fun," you know. And then, kind of similar as Alicia, like didn't really quite hold my attention to the end. I was ha- having a hard time finding sympathy for the girls. Obviously, that's not necessarily the goal of the characters—is to sympathize with them. But um, you know, I feel like most protagonists, are, you know, uh, I guess they would be um not antagonist but anti-heroes anti-pro yeah anti-heroes anti-protagonist um you know at least something and i guess they kind of get there later on with like you know there's psychiatric stuff here and there's you know a single parent home here and there's these things going on here and i was like all right but you know like again like I i didn't dislike it but it wasn't necessarily like a oh my God, you got to watch this. This is amazing. Um, But a lot of stuff to enjoy. The, The deaths were fun to watch. Um, I, I enjoyed like the, I would say gore light essentially with like a lot of the blood and things like that. I'm not a big gore person. Like I'm not into the, the, like disgusting, uh, um, a little bit, you know, like saw is kind of like where I hit the mark, like with, with like saw films. I'm like, all right, I didn't need to see the rib cage, but I guess that's where we went. Um, (laughs) but (laughs) you know, there were some good ones in this one and I really appreciated that. Um, yeah, Jack Quaid, um, was, uh. You Probably, yeah, the most grounded of the characters, but yeah, definitely could, like, stood out uh, for all of them, like, as a a teenager that's not a teenager. And then, um, oh, what's her name here? The uh, uh, Sadie, the girl who plays Sadie, um, Brianna Hildebrand, um, is Negasonic Teenage Warhead in Deadpools. And so I was like, oh, of course, that's where we get her. But she plays the same Mm -hmm. character. It's almost like you just get more Negasonic Teenage Warhead, but now she murders people. So um you know like I hope she doesn't get typecast that way because I think that sometimes actors fall into that uh unfortunate situation where they're like yeah I just want to book these great roles and be in these great films and stuff like that and um and then that's all people know them for it's like I want to call I want to say like the Megan Fox syndrome or something like that right um I mean I don't know if that's really well, there's the kind of a comparison to a talent gap there but yeah <laughs> yeah I <was> gonna <laughs> yeah. Say, maybe not the best uh yeah um But uh, no, overall, I think like I would agree with Josh. It's worth a watch. Um, It is fun. It's different. It's a different type of story than you normally see with slasher flicks. And the dark humor really adds to it. And I thought it was pretty well produced overall. Um, I liked that it was about an hour and a half long. I didn't think I needed too much more of that. Um, And yeah, it was was, uh, fun times. Nathan, how about you?
2: So I went into this probably expecting I was not going to like it and came away liking it a lot better than I thought I would, uh, primarily due to the fact that it seriously doesn't want you to take it seriously. Um, it's got a really witty banter throughout the whole thing. I mean, Alicia talked about the dogs and the pets and that sort of thing, but there were, there were a lot of little subtleties through the whole thing. One of my favorites, I almost texted Dale to... To say, you know, to punish Aaron for making us watch this, to play that background every time he speaks on this particular podcast, to play that background, the same music that plays behind the motorcycle guy in the first 30 minutes, every time he speaks, because it's like just, all he does is smolder and go, mm, and talk really I you know, sexy. I would have loved <laughs> this music comes on. It was just hilarious. That, I thought it was great. Maybe we can
1: still make that happen. I, yeah, totally it's up to That's you. There's a lot of podcasts
2: left, and you have the editing eye for this. So make just that happen. Maybe it right happens issues, to me. I don't know, but now that I've suggested it. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I think my biggest complaint about this one, I mean, it's it's definitely like a little bit of a throwaway movie, especially because there's so many other movies in this genre, and there's so many other really actually tastefully good ones like Heathers, and even the one we watched a couple weeks ago, uh, Thoroughbreds, I thought was actually better than this one. But the only thing I really have to complain about this one, honestly, is that, I don't know, the character motivations throughout the second half of it felt really, and I, I get that that was leading to the twist, but nonetheless, like I didn't feel like there were strong connections between what they were actually doing and the way they were behaving with each other and just their outward acting it just it didn't connect with me so i kind of struggled with that i mean all the way to not just the two girls but jack quaid um you know everybody so i was kind of struggling with that but i liked it overall i think it's a fun watch i would totally recommend someone if you just want to throw away movie to eat a lot of popcorn to go for it
0: okay christine how about
4: you i kept going back and forth uh I mean i really enjoyed watching this movie it's definitely you know another one of those uh two teenage girls killing people but it's done in a different way than the other ones we've watched uh i went back and forth a lot between wanting to know more about their backstory and liking that we didn't know a lot about their backstory because mm-hmm. uh, it was kind of like um a michael myers like it's it's more scary that you don't know anything about them. It makes them more evil kind of thing. Yeah. Um, And then I liked a lot of the little throwaway lines about uh, different horror films. Like when the one person gets killed uh, by the buzzsaw and she's like, well, that's some final destination shit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I loved all the little things like that. Just throwbacks to other slasher films and horror movies um and then uh the one thing that i felt like hit you over the head was uh in the one classroom scene where the teacher is just like ranting at them about being on social media Mm -hmm. and just like there's a theme to what we're doing in this movie and i'm hitting you over the head with it right now (laughs) it felt like a little much to me but other than that, I enjoyed it.
0: So um, I was sort of mixed at the beginning watching this movie. Um, and it pretty much won me over. Um, kind of like other people have said, um, you know, the uh, it's not uh, it's not a movie that you you relate to or get into very deeply it's a very surface level experience um but for what it is i think it's really great um it's a comedy first and crime horror second um and i think that that genre has been done to death and i think this actually did bring something new to it um i the, I, I think the moment, actually, that uh, that sold me on it, finally, that like I finally came around and was like, yeah, this is working, was what you were talking about with the, the kid on the bike talking to the girls <laughs> with, like, I thought pretty much all of the music cues were dead on. And I had this weird experience where um, I started to watch it on Hoopla, and the dialogue was just missing. Uh, the other channels were there, but the dialogue was just gone. And then I watched it on Amazon and the dialogue was there, but it was so low in the mix that I had to just crank my system up. And so I really got the soundtrack hardcore because I had it so (laughs) loud to get the dialogue up and, you know, the system I'm watching it on, you don't have really individual controls for the speakers. So it was, uh, Uh, you know, I, I, I got the music a lot more than, uh, more than you probably normally would. Um, I don't know why it's mixed so weird like that. Um, cause it was, like I said, two different services that had trouble with it, but, uh, no, I thought, um, I thought the horror and the comedy were all done well. I thought the performances were good. I thought the pacing was actually really good. Um, the, uh, the scene th- with the saw that you guys keep talking about, like they introduce that saw and you're like, oh, okay, this is going to be like a, you know, eight minute scene. It's not, it's like a three minute scene, um, to get there. And it, it happens lickety split and it, you know, it's funny and, and, and they move on to the next thing. So it's, it's just kind of gag after gag after gag, which is what you want in a, in a comedy in action comedy, Um, really like I, I did like some of the rest of you, I did have a little bit of trouble, uh, having it keep my attention the whole way through. Um, I feel like if I had watched this in, in two halves, or if I had watched it hosted by Joe Bob so that there were kind of breaks and somebody talking about, you know, talking about it, or if i had had somebody with me. Where I wasn't just watching it by myself I think I would have enjoyed it more um, but that's not the movie's fault I think it's just uh, just a kind of situational thing I think comedy is, tech is tends to be more enjoyable with a group than it does uh, otherwise and unintentional comedy as well you know when you're watching a terrible movie you want a group of people to be there to, to laugh at it um, literally the only like technical thing that I even saw in the movie was there's the scene where, uh, Michaela and the teacher is having a cigarette and the Michael Myers guy sneaks up when Michaela and the teacher are having their conversation in Michaela's shot. There's no rain in the reverse shot of the teacher. It's raining and then in the kill there's no rain so it's like that's like the one time where they didn't quite nail it and i bet that if you watched it on hoopla you wouldn't even notice but because amazon the picture is so much better i i could see it i could see the rain when they were filming the reverse shots for that but uh No, I think in general, like this is not a movie that I'm going to go out and uh, like recommend to a lot of people. But I think if you're a horror genre fan, um, if you if you've watched all of the 80s slashers and and all that kind of stuff, um, it's it's funny and it's fun. Um, It's not what I was expecting it to be at the beginning, which was Mean Girls plus Death Um, that's really the vibe I got from the beginning. And I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this at all. And that's not what it ended up being. So I was pleasantly surprised by that. The movie that Christine and I watched on Friday with Joe Bob was, uh, Ginger Snaps. And I actually think this is a better movie than Ginger Snaps. Um, so, uh, Aaron, um, you, you, you turned yourself around, man. You actually gave us a movie. Uh, so, uh, totally redeemed yourself. Why didn't you do this sooner? Is my question instead of "What the hell"?
6: So, well, you know, some of us appreciate legitimate theater.
0: All right, that's about enough. Um, um, so, our next suggestion. <laughs> <laughs>
6: so, uh, this this movie man, when I, when I first watched it, I, I'm a big horror movie fan. So I, I almost immediately know where the movie is going to go because there's not much that you can do in a horror movie that is original. And so I turned, I turned this on one night. Um, and about five minutes in, I was like, Oh wow, I didn't see that coming. And I just started laughing my ass off throughout the entire movie. Just subtle, subtle end jokes, and and one of, one of my favorite scenes is actually in the saw scene, where the light turns on, the janitor comes in, changes the trash, and then walks right back out, <laughs> turning the light off. I just, I love that scene. Or
5: uh, uh, also too, when the girl walks by and she says good night, janitor, whatever, and he's like good night. Uh, You. you.
0: (laughs) Did any of you guys, I wrote this down, did anyone else catch that the janitor is the murderer from Too Many Cooks? Cooks, that's what (laughs) I thought, yeah.
6: (laughs) I did not know that. Uh, Nice.
0: Yeah. And if you don't know what Too Many Cooks is, um, go and and spend 20 minutes of your life. It was a ridiculous uh, comedy sketch uh, on Adult Swim that, became sort of a meme a few years ago but uh yeah the the sort of serial killer character in the too many cooks video is the the janitor
6: here probably the the only thing that i i didn't like in the movie was uh Jack Quaid's character of Jordan he
0: <laughs> the character that like the the few people that did it identify with something person. identified with him.
6: Well,
5: so the, like normal
0: human scene. being.
6: <laughs> <laughs> the scene, how dare you! The scene at the end where he um, he tries to save Sadie from Michaela, uh, or or save uh, Negasonic teenage warhead from Storm. Uh, <laughs> It, he uh he sits there and listens to them talk about murdering his mother but he is so hard up for Sadie that he tries to save her even though she's the one that did it like they just had a long dialogue about it and you're like she killed my mother and like no literally the woman that you're trying to protect did this like you heard it verbatim right. what are you doing um that is the only thing in the movie that bothered me. I, I just... I hated that scene so much. I think they
0: had to do that uh, to bait the happy ending that it didn't go to. The The yeah. thing that Alicia said would have ruined the movie. I think they had to do that to, to bait that false ending and then, you know, completely go for it.
6: I thought it was a perfectly happy ending. Uh, <laughs> they go to college... Together, and uh, the the tragedy girls' uh, uh, s- social media account is just off the charts right now. So. Yeah.
5: Now it does seem like they were kind of setting it up for a potential sequel. I don't know if that'll happen, but probably the not. Possibility at this point. for sure. Uh,
0: the movie yeah. made like negative, negative, negative money.
5: <laughs> well, yeah. uh, Those are the best franchises I,
0: to IMDb, That's until our podcast gets out there. IMDb says That's that right. the worldwide gross on this movie is $122,000. So, uh not 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 a huge box office burner. I kind of remember this movie coming out um and I remember people talking about it and I think I also remember it coming out like on VOD and just not not ever noticing or or getting that, uh, interested in it. But, uh, um, as far as other movies, this reminds me of, I, you know, I mentioned, uh, Ginger Snaps, but I also have to go back to, um, one of the shows that I talked about with Violet and Daisy is if you like this sort of thing, you should watch, uh, Teenage Bounty Hunters on Netflix because it's a very similar sort of uh, tongue-in-cheek sort of show. Um, not as violent. They're not serial killers. They're bounty hunters. Um, if you liked Craig T. Robinson in this, um, the actual private detective that they are subcontracting for or, or helping out uh, is played by D.L. Hughley from, uh, from way back in the day. Um, he's back. Uh, he's totally unrecognizable, but that's who it is. Um, so he's sort of there, like, you know, uh, uh, tentative business partner in what they're doing. Like he sort of has to give it to them that they can get stuff done, but he's really not that interested in working with a couple of teenage girls and their drama. So Um, It's a fun show. I believe for me, it also suffers from the, I don't care enough about this to get invested and watch all of it uh, syndrome. But my wife and I binged like the first five or six episodes of it one night and kind of like, yeah, this is pleasant enough.
1: Did anybody else think that the sheriff looked like uh, Viggo Mortensen's older brother? Yes. Yeah. Yes.
3: (laughs) He looked like a couple
1: of people. Major mustachioed brother.
0: There was a there was a actor on the TV show Rescue Me that he also really looks like, but that that guy would never pull off that accent. Um, So that. Yeah, I was trying to figure out who he looked like, too. But yeah.
6: He's he's been in a lot of TV shows playing a Russian villain.
1: That makes sense. That checks out. I also think uh, Kevin Durant's character uh, what was it, Lowell, the killer Lowell. It's it, it seemed like every time he talked he had a mouthful of marshmallows, like it was like that challenge. Oh, you know, holy the shit! I'm, the fluffy bunny. I was right. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: He he is the guy from Rescue Me. <laughs> <laughs> he completely. No uh, wonder he
4: looked like. Him. Yeah, he they
0: they look alike. That's that's uh, yeah. that's why I got that. Yeah, he was in uh, he was in Sons of Anarchy as well. He played uh, Galen O'Shea, who was like their Irish connection uh, on that show. So, yeah, that's that's where I recognize him from. So I've seen that. I watched Sons of Anarchy in the last year, so that's that's where it was.
1: I kind of wanted to, to know more about the deputies, too, because it seemed like they were going to show more of like, ineptness in the deputies like that young dark-haired kid that like kept checking his phone i assume looking at the social media stuff i thought we might see more of the deputies yeah i thought they actually did a really
0: great job of keeping the cast as small as possible where like there's one teacher at the school that's it that's all we ever see um, you know, she's in charge of every club, or what you know, or prom, or whatever. We're seeing a teacher roll in. That's that's her, and I like that focus. That you know, we we stayed with the few characters that they set up, and and weren't you know always uh, where you know. Having just watched Ginger Snaps, they like cast the weirdest characters possible, and they just kept cycling through them. Uh, as teachers and guidance counselors and you know
6: I liked the uh I like the lady that played the mayor. How she just like jumped on every bandwagon. Like they start <laughs> they start chanting hashtag remember Al and everybody just she just like jumps in and leads the chant. Yeah.
4: She's in don't she's in Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment twenty three. She's uh the pastor uh june's pastor in that show and she's hilarious
0: in that i thought the, the that the tv sense. reporter was hilarious too the whole like let's get a shot of the cars they're parked they're not moving <laughs>
5: yeah <laughs> uh, i think both sets of parents i guess the michaela's and sadie's yeah. i mean sadie's, sadie's dad solo dad he was yeah, who was great with the prom stuff because he does that little smirk mm-hmm. at the end where he's, you know, is, like messing with them. And then the other parents, uh, Michaela's parents were great just too and the way that they like everything with her, you know, like they, they gave her this like beautiful life <laughs> and like totally cared about her. But like was, you know, safety and all the stuff, but yet still like she's this murderous, crazy woman who's, uh, yeah, doing all these things. Well, yeah, and, and Sadie's
0: dad um, says, you yeah, know, bring her yeah. home safe. And uh, yeah, guess what happens? All the
5: things that he says, <laughs> it's opposite but, uh, what's going on. Yeah,
0: the, the dad, Sadie's dad, was giving me uh mustache dad from Twilight vibes. That was kind of what <laughs> I was getting from him.
5: Yeah, it's almost like they sprinkled other little tiny genres of things within the horror dark comedy genres as well. Yeah. So, yeah, it, it was nice to, like, it's almost where like this kind of seems like something that Judd Apatow probably would have tried to do at some point or like, you know, during that whole era of like Judd Apatow films and whatnot, but like didn't. And so somebody else had a better writing style and did it. And that's what got produced. To me, it
0: really felt like a PG 13 movie that was like aimed at a teenage market that they just went all out on and, and made it an R anyway. It's a, it's a movie that a studio doesn't, seem to like like they wouldn't they would they would immediately see that this wasn't like the marketing's not right or the rating's not right for the, the target audience of it.
6: One one scene that I really like in the movie is um when Alexandra Ship and uh uh Michaela and Sadie um <laughs> tried to kill uh, Josh Hutcherson's character, Toby, and he crashes his bike and (laughs) Sadie fails at killing him like four times. uh, Before she has to go talk to somebody in the middle of the street and blames it all on Candy Crush. Uh, Mm -hmm. But Michaela decides to kill him. And (laughs) that music comes on every time Josh Hutcherson's in, in frame. And he says, if I'm going to be murdered, I'm glad it's by you. Yes, And you, it's so it perfect. Messed up. You're like, is this in her head or is he actually saying, no, that was this that is character. actually happening. Or no? That character, that music. Was, that's great. him. It was so great.
0: Well, Nathan, it is your turn to suggest a movie for us. What would you like for us to watch for next time?
2: I am going to have us go on a voyage into the Pacific. <laughs> and we are going to enjoy a lovely comedy with a little bit of tear shed at the end uh, in mr roberts
0: well that sounds good thanks everybody for the discussion on tragedy girls thanks everybody for listening we will see you on the next deeply discussing movie podcast